praise God for the opportunity that He has given us. Thank the Lord for um, the blessing of worship. And He allows us to come, and not all people can come to worship the Lord. And praise the Lord for um, the great opportunity. Psalm chapter 27. We are um, doing this service for many, many um, months now, and um, try to do this whole book of Book of Psalm. But you know, we are still in chapter 27, and we experience and we see a lot of uh, great um, blessings from the Book of Psalm so far, and I know that this will carry on all the way until we finish this book, but uh, it will take a while, alright? So I hope that, um, you know, um, you will take pleasure in worshiping the Lord, and just like David said, I was glad when they said it to me, uh, let us go into the house of the Lord, and our mind is right there at the congregation, I just like David, you know, that is his heart to worship the Lord. Let's take a look at this uh, Psalm chapter 27, only 30 verses, but I, I mean, 30 verses, but they were, this will take a long uh, time. I cannot finish this today, and perhaps maybe this will take two weeks or three, but it depends on how it goes um, along the way as we look at the verses um, indicated in this chapter of the book of Psalm. Alright, let's take a look at these verses. Um, let's all stand. Let's all stand and read these verses responsibly. I'll read verse number one, you respond to verse number two. And all the way to verse number 15. And verse 13 we read together. Alright, I'll start verse number one. The Bible says, Psalm chapter 27, verses 1 to 13. Verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though an host should come against me, my heart shall not fear. Though a war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. <laughs> Verse, uh, verse 5, and I hope also that uh, everyone's desire this morning. Verse number 5, for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall sit me up upon a rock. Because of my enemies. <laughs> 
13 verses. I will read verse 13. Um, we will read together verse 14. Verse 13, I have fainted unless I have believed to see goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Together, verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and you shall strengthen thy heart. Wait and say on the Lord. Our Father, thank you, Lord, once again um, for giving us this part of uh, the book of Psalm, chapter 7, which is, Lord, uh, an encouragement uh, to all of us who believe in you because we have found a rock of our salvation in you. Bless, Lord, your people, and Lord, help us to just put our confidence and our trust in your holy name because, Lord, uh, your name is our salvation. Lord, bless once again our meetings today uh, from this morning and onward to our uh, divine service and all the way to our evening service tonight. Lord, I just ask you, O oh God, to please um, uh, talk to your people, speak your word, O oh God, prepare our hearts, and let the Holy Spirit to uh, take control of our uh, hearts this morning, and bless your people, O oh God. And thank you, Lord, for bringing us together in this place. Thank you for uh, all people, O oh Lord, that um, uh, decide to fear your name, because, O oh God, in them um, is your pleasure. And Lord, uh, in them, uh, these people who have um, put their trust in you, God, uh, is um, the people that gives you um, the blessing. And also, God, I pray that uh, we will not uh, turn away, we will not uh, depart from from uh, our worship, and we will not allow, Lord, that this world um, will contaminate our heart, uh, because, Lord, it is our desire uh, to... Uh, Lord, uh, come before your presence, and that, Lord, um, our hearts must be radiant pure before you. Bless once again um, all of us tonight, uh, today, and give us all the, uh, the spiritual um, nourishments that we need all throughout this day's teaching. And bless, Lord, the preachers, and, and even the churches um, today, Lord, that the pastors preaching and teaching, I pray for your blessing, and give us victory today. Amen. Please be seated. This chapter is called uh, The Rock of Safety. And we have a safe um, position in the Lord for all of us who have trusted the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> this chapter of the book of Psalm is one of my you know, when I got saved in 1993, this is one of the very, very few verses that I learned and memorized straight away. That verse. Before before I memorized John 3.16, I memorized this verse. Um, verse number one. And that was, you know, a long time ago. And I was just amazed of how uh, this verse really... Um, struck me when, when I first heard of this, when um, one member of our church before uh, memorized this verse, oh wow, I said, I meditate upon that verse in verse number one, and I just love it. And uh, I keep on memorizing it, and then later on, on that, I saw um, like a plaque, a plaque there in our house, and that says uh, this verse again, the Lord is my life and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? That is why I, I, I love this verse and began 
memorizing this verse before I memorized chapter 16. But again, um, this chapter of the book of Psalm, uh, written by David, uh, this is a beautiful essay um, on the true worship. Uh, this is for us to see that this is really uh, the worship that God desires. The psalmist here, he shares his experience of his worship on the Lord in the way that it has encouraged him. Um, and he expects this to be an encouragement also for those people who will read this um, chapter of the book of Psalms. And um, he, he expects that the reader of this psalm will take the courage and as the people of God worships him, the people of God, when, when they worship the Lord, they will see the beauty of his holiness in his uh, time of worship. And you see here, um, we are told in this, in this chapter that uh, we need not fear because of the darkness. Why? Because this verse, in verse number one, it says that the Lord is my light. There is no need to fear in darkness because God is our light. And there is no need also, there is no need um, to, to despair of being lost because the Lord is our salvation. So here, the, the psalmist is putting this in place so that uh, we can just rest assured in the mighty hand of God as the Lord uh, will take care of his people. And in verse number two, it says, when the wicked, even my enemies, and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. And this is David's you know, um, experience in life, that when he was compassed about with enemies and the people tried to destroy him, he said, to eat me up. And that is really something that um, these people are trying to destroy him. And he said that even his most formidable enemy, they will stumble and fall. That is the confidence of a person that really loves the Lord. That is the confidence of a person that really loves, you know, the congregation of the Lord. He loves God and he worships God. And I think, uh, you know, uh, the only difference between us and David is that this is a man that really loves the church. This, this man, David, just really loves the church. I do not know if there is anyone, anyone uh, in our, in, our, in any person in this world today that can parallel to the uh, devotion of this man, David. He really loves the church. You can see that in verse number four also. Verse number four is no doubt is, you know, um, that is the, the, the joy of this man. When it comes to church, you know, everything, you know, is nothing in comparison to the church, to him. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord for some time? No. All the days of my life. And what, what, what does he do there? What does he do? He said, to behold the beauty of the Lord. You know, in this world, you cannot see God's face. But when you come to church, 
you will see there the, the, the invisible face of God. You will see the invisible in the church, the true, you know, um, stature of God. We, we don't have statue, but in, in, when we come to church, you will see that when we sing those hymns, when we read the verses, when we, when we talk about God, <clears throat> then you will see those things that cannot be seen with the eyes. And this is David. This is David's utmost desire. His utmost desire is, I hope that this is also our desire. He said that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. So here he said that um, dwelling in God's house is the best place. Because right there, one can behold the beauty of the Lord. In other words, as if like when he comes to church, David, in his mind, in his imagination, he is there before the Lord and he behold, he, he looks upon the beauty of God in the throne. When he comes to church, it's not just, you know, out waiting for the time to finish and then go home and then uh, play computer and open the phones. He's not thinking about it. And he, when he comes to church, he is there beholding the beauty of the Lord. I don't know if is, there's anyone really like this uh, in, in the churches today. That when you come to church and you imagine God there and you, you have the you have full of joy and and um, gratefulness in your heart that you are there in the presence of God. There's no I do not see anyone. But David is feeling like that. He is feeling that when he comes to the house of God, when he comes to church, he beholds the beauty of the Lord. Wow. <laughs> and not just beholding the beauty of the Lord, he will learn the attributes of God. Even though he loves God and he wants to learn everything about God, but he cannot learn God while he is alive. Because the knowledge of God and the things about God is cannot cannot be cannot be uh, you know learned uh, fully while we are in this flesh. But David he tried every single moment he tried to learn the attributes of God, and that is why he loved the church because the church is you know uh, making God known to people. One aspect of God is known, and then another aspect of God is known. Another aspect of God is revealed. And that is where David loves the church. Because in the church, the Lord our God is revealed. You, you, cannot, you cannot really uh, appreciate the, uh, the beauty of God when, when you are very busy in your work. Um, when, you are, when you are doing something, um, only in the church, when we talk about the Lord, when we talk about His goodness and, and, His, and His loving kindness, so all of that will reveal the person of God. And that is why David loves him. He loves the church because the church um, exposed God and his nature. And you see, verse number four is really a beautiful verse. In fact, in my Bible, it's underlined. My Bible underlined that. And I have a lot of verses that I put in this uh, a verse, on the side of the verse four, and all the words there underlined, and I have all the verses here 
Uh, I have Psalm 26, verse 8. I will take a look at that. Psalm 26, verse 8. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. This is the man who loves the church. The habitation of the house. I, I wonder, anyone loves the church like this man? Lord, I have loved the habitation of the house. You know, many people in the church, they try to avoid church. If only, if only there's no Sunday, that would make their day perfect. <laughs> they don't want to come to church. Oh, Sunday again? No, not this man. Not David. David will love it when it comes to church. He loves it when the church is open. When someone said to him, let us go unto the house of the Lord. Psalm 92, verse number 13. I think that's the verse. Psalm 92. Psalm 92. David really is a contagious man. A lot of pastors love the church because of this man, David. Psalm 92, verse 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. The reason being, why those people who are in the church all the time will be used by God? Because they are ready. These are the people that are most ready to do the work of God because they know God, because God is, you know, uh, known by them and they are known of God. That is why these people, you know, if you, uh, I remember Pastor, Pastor Gisalva, Pastor Armin Gisalva, the father. Um, his life, before, before he, he became a pastor, his life was, you know, his clinic, or his work, and then uh, home, then church. Then work in the clinic and his home, his house, and the church. It's so easy to find the man. Pastor Gisalpa, it's very easy to find this man because if he's not at home, he's in his clinic. If he's not in his clinic, he's in the church. If he's in the church, if he's not in the church, he's in his home. It's so easy to find. And again, the same thing is true also with bad news. The same thing uh, is true also with my pastor, Pastor Jimbo Cortez. So these these people, it's so easy to find because if they are not in, in the church, uh, they are in the work or they are in their home. So I hope that this is also supposed to be the you know the character of or or the, the, the lifestyle of Christians that the church is one part of our of our life. In fact, you know, um, God is um, the major part of our life, and then we have we have our family also. We have our uh, job, and He said, "Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God." You will prosper in the church. You will prosper in the, in the church. Someday, the Lord will call someone to to go mission. He will not pick up someone from outside the church. The Lord will only pick someone from within the church. And that is, I learned that for many years, that the Lord will never, will never use someone who doesn't love the church. So if you, um, um, if the Lord, you know, wants to use you, 
make sure that you are found in the church. Because you cannot be used by God if you are not in the church. Do not come one, one week and then pass the next week and then uh, turn up again. Um, you know, you have to be consistent. You have to be making uh, your life to be planted, planted in the church. That's what he said here. Those that be planted, planted in the church, in the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of our God. Another verse that I wrote this, um, um, you know, um, reference to this verse number 4 of 27, chapter 27, verse 4, in Proverbs um, chapter 28, verse number 20. Proverbs 28. Verse number 20. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. You cannot prosper in the, in the work of the Lord if you are not found to be faithful in the church. So here, again, this is about faithfulness in the church. David here saw this verse. And in, in fact, he said that in trouble, troublesome times, he will find refuge in verse number 5. Uh, it says, For in a time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. So in other words, David knew that whenever there is problem that will come to his life, he knew that the Lord will hide him in his pavilion. And he said that uh, in the secret of his tabernacle, he will hide me in the secret of his tabernacle. Again, this is a confidence. This is just but a confidence of a, of a man who loves the church, who loves the Lord, and that he knows that the Lord will never leave him nor forsake him. That is why he is encouraging all of us to establish your life upon a rock. Establish your life upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, again, time will come in our life that we, we become weary. This life is wearisome. This life is full of trouble. This life is full of problems. This life is full of, you know, persecutions and tribulations. But for those weary worshippers, they will find refuge from, again, um, the threatenings, from the evil forces. They will find refuge in the Lord, our rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's mentioned there in, in, in Psalm 95. Psalm 95, look at that. Psalm 95, and in verse... Um, Psalm 95, verse number 1. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. So Jesus Christ is the rock of our salvation. And in Him, we are saved and secure from the storms of life. It is only in the Lord that we find security and that we find safety. Uh, there is a song uh, in our hymns that was written by William Bradbury. And that was a, that's a very uh, beautifully penned song entitled The Solid Rock. 
And we, we love that song and we, we sang that song and we know the, the meanings of the, the meaning of the words. It says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, that Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy lean in Jesus' name. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. When he shall come with a trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock is stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. You see, when when all of us in verse number six, verse number five, verse number six of the book of Psalm, chapter fifty-seven, you will find that when our head is lifted up above all our enemies, and then we have all the reasons to give that sacrifices of joy to the Lord. When the Lord will give us in our Christian walk, in our Christian life, then just like this David here in verse number 5, for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall, um, be, he shall set me up upon a rock. And the Lord will, will give you that um, assurance and security. The Lord will give you the blessings of you know peace. And in verse number verse number six it says that and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me, therefore will I offer in this tabernacle uh, sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Wow, this is a man that's really in love with the Lord loves God and he wants to give the you know the, the Lord the best of his ability to praise him and to um, make known of his joy in the service of the Lord. He's very, very grateful to God. He is he's full of devotion to the Lord. He's this is his expression of love and his devotion and his gratefulness to the Lord, his um, Savior. And you will find in verse number 7 to 9, um, he, he plead for mercy. He plead the Lord for his mercy based upon the determination of his heart to seek the Lord. He wants to seek the Lord. When problem comes to his life, he seeks the Lord. And he asks God for help. And in verse number 10, you will find that, um, you know, uh, he was, he, 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 um, Confessed here that he was forsaken by his parents. I don't know if any parent really would forsake their children, but if, if it happens to people, David uh, experienced such a thing, being forsaken by his parents, but he praised God that, you know, the Lord is there in constant vigil and he's there in his continuous care with um, his love towards David. He loves it in verse number 10 of the death. 
when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. You see, my friend, that is very bizarre or maybe very odd for parents to forsake their children. But if it happens, we have the Lord that will never leave us and forsake us. That is David's you know, comfort. And he, he, he experienced that, that he was forsaken by his parents, but the Lord showed up. The Lord um, um, gave him uh, the care and the love that's supposed to be given by the parents to our children, and the Lord supplied. And th th this is David, really, um, it's always an encouragement to see the heart of this man. Uh, we, we've been studying his writing and most of the Psalms that we have already studied, and you can see the heart of David is just really amazing to know. It's very contagious, his love towards the Lord, his, uh, his affection towards the church, his desire to serve the Lord in the church. He will not, he's not desiring to serve God in any other place but the church. He said, I would rather be a doorkeeper at the, at the house of my God than to dwell, you know, in, the, um, in great um, um, houses. So in, in, he said that he loves the Lord and he loves the, the, the congregation of the Lord, that means the church, the house of the Lord, and he would rather be a doorkeeper right there. He would rather be a doorkeeper. You know, sometimes many many Christians would love to be, a, you know, the head of the church. You want to be a pastor. You want to be a, a, a deacon. You want to have some, you know, sort of power. But David does not, you know, desire that. He just wants people to love the Lord. You know, as a pastor, I just want all the people to love the Lord. You, you don't have, you know, you don't have really to, you know, to um, um, elevate one person over there. But it's good, you know, if if you have that respect. But what really is important in the church is all the people who love the Lord, because that is the most important thing. Put your devotion to God, not to a certain pastor or a certain person. Put your devotion to God. That is the right place of your devotion. And you see, David, the fact that he just wants to be there standing at the door, he just wants to be there standing at the door to receive people. Oh, come on, come on, come on in, come on in. Take your seat, find your place there. He just wants to be there. He doesn't want to be standing here. He doesn't want to be, you know, the, the, the boss around the place. He wants people to love the Lord. That's his heart. And here, again, this is very contagious. This man will make many pastors' hearts right. <laughs> because uh, he is, uh, again, uh, a person that really um, loved the Lord first and foremost before his position. He was a king. But he did not absorb the, 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 the pulpit because there were priests already taking position of the pulpit. He was a king, but he wants to be there, servant of the church. He wants to stand there to, to accept people into the congregation. And you see, in our church, no one wants that position. No one wants to be a janitor in the church. No one wants to be, 
uh, you know, and those people working in a low position in the church. Most people want to be the head. They want to be the boss. They want to be the leaders. But again, not with David. David has a very, very um, strong devotion to God. And, and all he wants in his life, all he wants in his life is to see the beauty of the Lord. And that's in verse number 4. Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing, so it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard to figure out what is this man's desire. It's not hard because he only has one thing. Not two things or three things. But many Christians have so many things that desire the Lord. But David only has one thing. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after. What's that? That I may dwell if only there is a room for him in this building that he will stay here for the rest of his life. He will stay in the church. He has a room here that he can sleep and he, he, can, he, can, he can pray, he can uh, you know, he can eat there. All he will stay here for the rest of his life. Many Christians waiting for the finishing of the service so that they can run home. <laughs> Not with David. He said he wants to stay here for the rest of his life. One thing have I desired of the Lord that when I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Remember, this is a king and he has a, he has a palace. The church at the time was just by tents. Just tents. And in those times, he has a, king, a, he has a palace of his own. He lives in a beautiful palace and the church, the congregation was in the tent. But he wants to live in the tent. Because this, this, there is that place where God dwells. He said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord. It is here in the church. Because the church, in the preaching of God's word, the, the Lord our God is revealed. You can see God, and this is David, to behold the beauty of the Lord. Wow, what a beautiful God we are serving. That is his own remarks all the time. When he, when he, hear, when he hears the preaching about insulting the Lord and how good our God is, it will just blow his mind. He just loves the Lord. He loves the Lord with all his heart. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire. What is that? Inquire is the same word as pray. He can inquire. He can pray to God. Before, you know, he could not pray anywhere. He, could, he can only pray in the, in, the, in the temple. But now we can pray anywhere. We have access of God everywhere. Anywhere, anywhere you are, everywhere you are, you have access of God. But in those times, they don't have. That is why he loves it there, because he can inquire, he can pray to God all the time. 
He just wants to pray to God all the time. That's what he loves. He loves the congregation. Will people sing the, the hymns? Will people sing the hymns? Oh, I have, uh, it's 10 to 10. It's time to, you know, to finish. But I have not finished this yet. I have not started. In fact, um, the, the uh, explanation of the verse by verse, there are 13 verses to this, but I believe this will take us, take us a long time. But just bear with me. We will just chew this um, chapter a little by little so that we will enjoy every bit of this um, of this chapter. So um, let's pray now to close this uh, Sunday school. And thank you for coming. Thank you for um, being with us uh, this morning. And uh, one thing here that I want you to understand about this Psalm 57. This is David's Psalm. And this is the heart of David. He loves the church, and he wants all of us also to love the church. He wants us to love the church. And it's not difficult really to love the church because God's presence is there. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the blessing that you have uh, given to us in this book of Psalm chapter 27. Lord, we, we, we just started this chapter. We have not touched yet the, the details of each verse but, oh God, uh, we just, um, we have just seen, Lord, how beautiful uh, it is. Uh, David here is very contagious. His heart towards you, his heart towards the church, his, his, his affection to the church is unparalleled. No one is like him, Lord. But, Lord, I think we can ask, oh God, your blessing upon us to have a heart like David. That we will love the church. That we will love the dwelling place uh, of your presence, Lord. We, we would love, Lord, that you will give us a heart like that of David. That we will desire uh, to seek your um, blessings upon us in the congregation, in the courts of our Lord. In the church where your um, presence dwells. Lord, I pray that you will uh, continue to speak to us through your word and bless all of us this morning. And thank you, Father, for um, giving us this opportunity to come today. And bless all our people and all our visitors today. Just name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, take a break for a while. Let's, uh, we have a drink, I think, at the back. And we will come back in 10 minutes.